Today's show, you kids, we got a great show for you. We're talking about one of the best rival series in college basketball, that is the Crosstown Shootout, and we are previewing this week's conference championship week. We're giving out some picks. It's a good one. So let's go. Welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is December 6th, and it is finally here. Go X, baby. Crosstown shootout weekend on top of conference championship football. Coming right at you. How are you doing today, good sir? Let's go. Zip them up. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like it a lot. So don't worry. We are two Xavier grads, so we are going to talk about the Crosstown shootout because it is this week, and then we will move into conference championship football because that is what the people come to see. But I'm going to start off with just apologizing if I'm a little stuffy. A little choked up. I kind of currently smoked out the apartment cooking today, so uh, we're that. We're, we're recording during the Bears-Cowboys game, so that might also come into play. But as I alluded to to start off, it is Crosstown Shootout Week, one of the best rivalries in college basketball, I would say. Not the premier one, obviously. You have Duke, UNC, and some other ones up there. But I would argue it's a top five college basketball rivalry at this point. It is an absolute—every— Every uh, stereotype around saying things like this means more here, it runs deeper than blood, all that nonsense is true. But on top of that, we've actually had some fighting going on in our rivalry. I don't remember the last time I saw Duke UNC throwing some punches. It is it is not just a top five rivalry in college basketball. It's probably a top five sports rivalry. Um, it goes a little under the radar, radar because of the two schools aren't really big schools. But um, it – it has a lot of hate in it. Yeah. So it's got, for those of you who don't know, the schools are about three miles apart. It runs deep in Cincinnati. So Cincinnati is a weird city. I love Cincinnati. I've lived here since I was 18 years old. But it is a weird city. When you ask somebody where they go to school, they list off their high school because, you know, that's normal. But high schools are big here. And then the next second biggest thing is, who do you like, Xavier or UC? Because it runs deep. For about 10 years or so, the two coaches of the schools – are from Cincinnati. Chris Mack and McCronin were from Cincinnati. They played each other in high school. They played each other in college. I think wasn't yeah. Mick they're both slime balls. Yep, they're, they're as slimy <laughs> as their head. <laughs> both and of so them. So it runs deep. It obviously came to national prominence in 2011-2012 season when there was the big brawl. We had to do that kind of like oh kumbaya nonsense after that because the national media had to collective freak so out. Dumb. Fuck that. It is back to it. We put out a nice little hype video. If you haven't seen it, check it out on Bad News Media's YouTube page. But it is a good game. It's going to be awesome. I'm going Saturday. I got season tickets, so of course I'm going. It is going to be rocking in Cintas. I'm as excited as I can be for it. This year, though, where do we lie? I haven't watched much UC basketball, so I'll preface it with that. It does take a little bit of a shine out of it because Mick Cronin isn't there this year. And I just love seeing that angry little leprechaun. And I can say that because I'm Irish running around there. But <laughs> I still love it. And I cannot wait. I am a little bit nervous with the way the Xavier offense has been playing, though. I am very nervous with the way Xavier offense is playing. I have not watched UC at all either this year. Um, but I have watched a little bit of Xavier. And I, I'm nervous because they, they seem like they have all the tools, but they haven't put anything together yet. Yeah. So here's where I fall on this. I haven't watched much of UC's team, but you can almost expect the same thing every year at Xavier and UC. It's going to be a good defensive game with explosions in offense periodically from time to time, and those explosions are going to come at very intense moments. Here's how I see this formulating out, because Xavier seems to get it together in the second half. If there's a first half under on there, 
hit that hard. I'm sure it's going to, I haven't seen the numbers yet. Cause I don't think they've released it, but I'm sure that's probably going to hit where that is. I'll tweet it out. If I think it is, because here's what Xavier has been doing constantly. We, for whatever reason, think we can shoot three point shots this year. I don't know why we have this connotation in our head. I don't know where we got this association from. There are very few players on the team that I have confidence in shooting the three ball. But then we realize, oh, wait, we're really big at guard. We're fast at guard. We're lengthy. We can pretty much get to the hole whenever we want. Like when Paul Scruggs is like, fuck it, I can get – I when he remembers, oh, yeah, I can get to the rim pretty much whenever I want, that's when the game starts to get going. Jones is an absolute monster down low. The look for him during the intensity. I, I haven't seen the line yet. I think Xavier will still kind of clean this one out. But I expect it to be a somewhat low-scoring, super intense game as it always is. And it's at 5 o'clock, which, by the way, whoever booked that time is the dumbest human being alive. You see football plays at 3.30. You have the SEC at 4. And you have the Big Ten, like, during the end of that game. Why would you want one of your premier college basketball rivalries that does get national attention, especially ever since the fight, smack dab in the middle of all that? I know it's always during the week before finals, but still, that is the dumbest timing I've ever seen. Still going to go, but dumb timing. I agree with that. Uh, I wasn't on board with the timing. I thought it was awesome. I thought a 5 o'clock game in this rivalry was awesome. Get the fans lubed up a little bit. Let's go, X. Oh, yeah. Let's have <laughs> a little gonna fun, There's going to be a few boys. brewskis before that. <laughs> Students might be dead. The 5 o'clock start time is dangerous. I saw, I saw something that they have to line up at 7.30 in the morning. You know how stupid that is? They're just going to do what we did our, what was that, our junior year when we snuck a camel back in? On the- oh, we never did anything like that. <laughs> snuck a camel back of vodka in. Not oh. a camel back of straight sky vodka. <laughs> yeah, good times. Good times have by all. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be as it always is. It's going to be a great well, game. Yes. So this is what I'm nervous with is they don't have anybody that can shoot. They can't spread out the floor. Um, I'm looking at something right now that scares the living crap out of me, and it's their home split. And I don't know if I can believe this because this is scary. They're shooting 15.4% from three-point land at home this year. 15.4% from three-point land. It has not been pretty. I will say this. Tandy has Uh a It's not. It's not. It's not the splits. That's what it was. It's Jason Carter. That's who I wanted to bring up. I clicked on him. I thought he was a shooter. And ever since he has come here, he has not been able to shoot the ball well. No. And it's driving me nuts. He shot 34.3% from three-point land last year. Uh, Apparently, the the extra six inches, whatever they moved the three-point line out this year, has really thrown him off because he can't shoot at all from three right now. And I thought he was going to be able to come in and spread the floor because they need somebody to spread the floor right now. They do. I think Tandy helps with that, obviously. I still have faith in my guy Bryce Moore in stepping up. Here's the other thing about the Crosstown shootout. Is it generally brings out the best in our players. Xavier, for the last decade, how you can go back to when we were born, has been the most consistent team in the city of Cincinnati with the product they deliver. When it comes to the UC game, we have been the better team over the course of the last two decades. Hell, since 1993, 1994, when I was born, we have been the better squad. And UC can say all they want. Oh, we don't really care as much. You guys care way more about this because it's the only sport you have. We're a football school. They just are saying that because obviously we kick their ass most of the time. Now, well, we may not kick their ass, but we are up since the pre-start of the decade. 
and two decades ago, and since 1993. And I don't care about what they were doing when Oscar Robinson was there. Big fucking deal. Since the 90s, we've been the better team. Our players typically show out a little bit better for these games. I have faith in Bryce Moore. I think Tandy's going to add a dimension to it. And I would not be surprised if we randomly get a Paul Scruggs ability to shoot type of game. Or not Paul Scruggs, Najee type of game, where he just becomes on fire. Because he has been not as great as I was hoping he would be this year, but I could see this game being, because he's going to go, this is my last game, and just balls out. Yeah, you're right. I could see Najee stepping up big in this game. Yeah, so that's where I'm at on this. It's going to be a fun one. I cannot wait for it, but we do need to get to college football because there is a lot going on this week. That's not Najee's last game. Last UC game. Doesn't he have another one? He's a junior. He is a junior. He's draft eligible. I don't think he's staying around. You don't think he's staying around? I don't think he's staying around. I think he's going to pull a Kaiser Gates and where his draft stock isn't really great, but he says, fuck it, and tests the water and goes out. I think he could pull a Trayvon Blewett where he goes and he's got another second-round draft grade to undraftable grade, and he comes back. Because he he doesn't show consistency. He's not very consistent. It drives me nuts. I would agree with that. Najee, if you're hearing this, please, for the love of God, stay in him. I would very (laughs) much enjoy that and would very much be appreciative of that. I just have a feeling that because he was, he had a ton of hype coming into this season. I think he's, even though he's been inconsistent, he'll kind of ride that. He'll probably do what our Xavier guards do. He'll have a good tournament if we make it. And that'll boost him to his confidence level of like, let's go test the NBA waters. But hopefully he comes back. I'll be more than happy if he does. (laughs) Well, with that, we are on to conference football because we do have to talk about that. It is the big games. We have conference championship football starting on Friday. Utah, Oregon. Is the Pac-12 going to be the snake that eats itself and destroys any hope of getting into the playoff? The line is at six and a half right now. It has moved. I'm kind of like Oregon here for that exact reason I just mentioned. (laughs) I like Oregon for that only reason is that the Pac-12 is great at screwing up anything that could could possibly be good for them. Yep. Like, Utah is a good football team. They play very good defense, and they've got some offensive weapons. But Oregon, who is, I thought was going to be in the Utah's position that Utah is in right now, where they had a chance to go into the playoffs, I can already see it because it happens all the time. There's no conference better than the Pac-12 at eating itself alive. Oregon's going to pull the upset here. If not, they're going to play it close, so I'm leaning towards Oregon on just the pure numbers alone, the 6.5. Like, that would be my pick. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it official. I'm going to tweet out most of my official picks because I'm still across the board. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen for the most part on this this weekend. Um, at this point in time, I have some very strong leanings, but I'm leaning Oregon because of that exact reason. The Pac-12 loves to eat itself. Yeah, I'm not so sure on who I would pick here, per se, but I do believe, just for the storyline, that Oregon will win this game. It's you, you never know what you're getting out of Justin Herbert. Are you getting that first first-round draft pick, Justin Herbert, or are you getting that guy that throws three picks at the end of a game? Yeah. Just right into the other team's hands. You never know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It is a weird one. I think you. I think the other part, too, here is I think it's – I think it'll be close because I do think we have two defenses. Like, Utah's defense, I think, will smother Oregon at least to start. I think Justin Herbert might break out towards the end of the game. 
Um, but the Oregon defense is also very good. And I think that this, I think it leads itself to, if not, Utah obviously is going to want to blow Oregon out because they need a defining win, which we'll get to here in a moment. I guess we probably should have started off with that better or started with it better about what we think the playoffs is going to look like. If I could speak today, but I think they need a blowout win to improve their chances of getting into the playoffs. But I don't think it's going to happen because I don't, I think Oregon puts up a good enough fight to keep this close is my leaning initially right now. Now that may change by Friday, tomorrow, today, as you today. <laughs> that might change by tonight. <laughs> yeah. Tonight. But I am leaning Oregon here for that exact reason. Which I guess we should actually talk about first. Well, no. Let's go through the games, and then we'll talk about how we think this actually plays out based off what we say here for the games. Let's go with you're that. Watching, you're watching a live planning meeting Yep. by Nate and Tim. We don't, not a whole lot of planning goes on for this. This is a <laughs> lot of just right off the noggin dome in the minute. <laughs> not a lot. I usually black out during these sessions, and then after we're done recording, go, what the fuck did I just say for a lot of that? Did that make any sense? But It comes right from the hip. You never know what you're going to get fire right from there sometimes it misses sometimes it hits right on mm-hmm. last week it missed a lot <laughs> a lot <laughs> on the pit missed a lot um all righty baylor oregon oklahoma baylor, oklahoma firing from the hip again here nine is the line oklahoma is the favorite here over under 65 Dude, I don't fucking know about this. Like, I want to say Oklahoma's turned the corner defensively. I feel like I say it every week. Some weeks it's right. Some weeks it's wrong. They just seem... And then there's Baylor, who honestly... Baylor, because they have some really quality wins on their on their resume. If they win this game, they might... They're probably it, if I'm being honest with you. Like, they have, they have better wins than Utah does. And, obviously, Oregon, but they're not in. They, like, they have the best wins out of, I think, all of them. But I don't know if they're – that's a big number. I just feel like the way I'm leaning on this, I feel like Oregon – or Oklahoma, I keep saying Oregon. I loved Oregon this year, and they fucked me over on that. But I feel like Oklahoma's defense has turned the corner. I feel like the offense is good enough to get a little separation, but then there's that part in the back of my mind where Baylor just knows that if they win this, there is a real, real good shot that they get it. Yes and no. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty heavy on Oklahoma here on this one, um, simply because I think they, I think Baylor kind of lost their chance when they didn't pull out the win um, a couple weeks ago. They were up big, they, they blew it, and I think they lost their chance. Oklahoma's getting Ceedee Lamb back for this game. He's their best player. True. Um, so I'm leaning pretty heavily, heavily towards Oklahoma on this game. I think Baylor is worn out. They're going to be tired because they thought they were so close, and they're just going to be uh, – I don't think they're ready for this game. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm leaning I'm leaning Oklahoma here. But also, props to Baylor for the turnaround they have done because that was a desolate program. And Rue has really turned that around to the point where they – like we, I was just saying, they are a real contender for the playoffs. I'd agree. I mean, they've got the good wins. They got Oklahoma State. They got Iowa State. They beat Texas, which isn't really that great of a win now. In hindsight, if they beat Oklahoma, that's a big-time win. So I think I think whoever wins this really needs to root for chaos, which I'm going to get to here in a moment with some of my other picks. They're very mm-hmm. much going to root for chaos. And if chaos happens, or they – I'm sorry, they don't want chaos because they – this will all make sense in a little bit. They don't want chaos. <laughs> They don't want chaos because if they want cha- if chaos happens, they're out, 
whoever wins this. But if chaos does not happen, and everybody who's supposed to win this weekend wins, which I think is tipping my hand a little bit here for the future, the winner of this game is in, I think. I don't think the Pac-12 winner is in if I think it comes down to whoever wins this game, if there isn't chaos. I think if Utah wins and covers, they'd get in over Baylor. I don't think they'd get in over Oklahoma. Because uh, I don't think the Big 12 is that good. You don't – I agree. Either. The Pac-12 isn't very good, but you don't think Oklahoma beating number seven Baylor twice? And if they do it in a good fashion – No, I said Oklahoma would get in. Or Oklahoma, yeah. I said if Baylor wins, I don't think they would get in. They have better wins than Utah, though. They beat Oklahoma State. They beat Iowa State, which is a good team. They would have beaten Oklahoma now, and they would have beaten – well, they beat Kansas State. They would have ranked Oklahoma – or they would have ranked either – Oklahoma or Baylor over Utah if they thought that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be – I also think it's not just because you look at – like Utah doesn't have a top 25 win. They're going to have one if they beat Oregon. One. I guess. I, I don't know. I still think Utah will get in. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We're going to get to here in a moment because I don't, I don't really know if that's going to be the scenario that comes down here. But we're both in agreement. Oklahoma's the game, the winner here. Slash probably yes. covers that. I think they yes. probably cover the nine too. I do too. I think right. they run them out of the, run them off the field. Fuck it. I'm I'm done teasing this game. I'm skipping ahead. Georgia Clemson or Georgia Clemson. Georgia, Georgia LSU. That sort of tips my hand. There's a <laughs> Georgia LSU. The line is at. I really need to get it together here. The line is at seven and a half. Over under is 55 and a half. It's like I haven't done this every week for like, I don't know, two years now. Um, dude, I think Georgia might actually be in a very good spot here. Here's why. This is the part where you're hoping if you're if you're Oklahoma or Utah or one of the teams that needs a play in, you are praying Georgia does not win. Because are we in agreement if Georgia wins, LSU's probably in. Yeah, if Georgia wins the playoff set and the four best teams get in, it's pretty simple. Yep. I think there's a chance Georgia might win, if not play them close. And here is why. I love LSU. I love Georgia. This is like my two parents fighting. I love these teams so much. I love Jake Fromm. I like what Joe Burrow has done at LSU. I love Ed Ogeron. I like Kirby Smart. I think he is building towards kind of an Alabama light. He has taken that model. Big up front on the offensive line so you don't get bullied in the trenches and really hone in on defense, and the rest will sort itself out. Here is why I like Georgia. Georgia has an elite defense. They are arguably the best defense in the country. They're holding teams to 68 yards rushing per game. That means Joe Burrow, that is a stout defense. And LSU brings a feisty running game. But if Georgia has their way in the running game, that puts it all on Joe Burrow, who has played phenomenal. But that secondary is also very good. It is the most elite defense he will have faced this year without question. I have seen it enough times to smell a game where if a team's going to lay an egg, this is it. Because Joe Burrow, to me, I don't see a way where he just plays mediocre football. I see one of two ways. He either thrashes Georgia, and then this isn't a game, or he plays shittily. And then he doubles down and plays shittily. even shittilier. <laughs> like that word, I'm adding, I'm adding it to the <laughs> Joe Burrow is in a state where he is, he is the Heisman favorite right now. 
he is a guy. He's kind of like that premier shooter. You know that you have on a basketball team. If they have a bad night, they go fuck it. I can shoot myself back into the game. He's gonna go fuck it. I can throw myself back into the game. And if he's having a bad day, because Kirby Smart's figured it out and schemed very well against them, he's gonna even double down on that. I think, or he's gonna go off explosion. I don't really know. It's kind of a wild card because I don't know what this team looks like against an elite defense. But that makes me lean defense Kirby Smart, Georgia, more than it does LSU. This is what I will say, though. If you like LSU, and this is the last tidbit before I let you go on your shit. If you like LSU, bet the first half. Because Georgia is without their best wide receiver, Pickens, because he got in a fight in that Georgia Tech game. And Swift is got a banged up shoulder. Because if they get if they get the, the line's only four for the first half. If this game is close, which I think LSU will probably be up by more than four at halftime, I think they'll probably be up a touchdown. And they get their best wide receiver back, Kirby Smart's gonna make the in-game adjustments to shut this bitch down. So I would take that. That is I'm more comfortable in the first half LSU than I am in LSU for the game, because I think Georgia plays this super close and I lean Georgia for the game. I don't know, Nate. I'm leaning LSU. I'm not leaning <laughs> LSU to cover. Um, I just love Joe Burrow. I think he'll pull it out no matter what at the end. Um, if the ball's in his hand, I trust him. But um, Jake Fromm's also been there too. So yeah. He's real good. He doesn't make a whole he's lot not of He's not great. Things. He hasn't been great this year. He hasn't been great, <laughs> but he also doesn't turn over the ball outside of like okay. one game where mm-hmm. like – I, two of those you could easily blame. One was a freak thing, and the other one you just blame it on the route because the route was sh- wrong. So <laughs> the other one was bad, but he really doesn't turn over the ball very much. Yeah. Um, this one I'm still leaning LSU, so I would go LSU first half then. You talked me into LSU first half on this one. I don't. I do like Georgia to cover this, though, so I'm in a very odd spot here. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't know. My body for this whole weekend is all over the place. My brain is confused. My gut is cramping. My bones are shaking because I don't know what's going to happen for the most part. I don't feel confident enough. But I also don't think that this game is going to be a blowout in any sense. I think it's going to be – because also, here's the other thing. People are way underestimating LSU's defense. LSU has a pretty good defense. It's just they've played – Alabama, who has a freak offense and some of the best wide receivers, probably the best wide receiver court college football's ever seen, like across the board depth-wise. And so that was a bad situation. But, like, their defense isn't all that bad. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a, a tight, tight game. Yeah, I would agree. Because so, cause we could really throw my emotions for a 180, 360, 720, just keep going up. And go LSU first half, Georgia cover, just because I want to see Georgia win this game too, because I want the four best teams in the college football playoff. That would be the best scenario. I would love to see, I like Georgia. Well, I don't know if it'd be the Yeah, no, I want Georgia. It has to be. That's the only way you get all four of these teams in. It would. And that's what Oklahoma and Utah are fearing for their lives. And Baylor, because I think Baylor has a shot if they win to get in. They are fearing for their lives that Georgia wins this game. They need LSU to beat them here because then they have a chance. If they don't, there isn't a shot the committee is not putting LSU in. They'll just chalk it up to, oh, they had a bad game. Mm -hmm. Or here's the real spin zone that will happen because you know the moment this game is over, this will be the line. 
LSU knew they were in whatever. They knew they were in no matter what, so they didn't have as much to fight for in this game. That will be the line that comes out the second they lose. So what do you, what do you do if you're the committee if LSU goes up big first half? I'm talking like uh, 14 plus, maybe even 21 points, and then Georgia comes back and makes it a three point game because they got Pickens back in the game. Do you put Georgia in? And Oklahoma and Utah win their conference championship. Yes. Because Oklahoma hasn't looked that good this year. I know. They haven't. I, they aren't. Because you know exactly what's going to happen with Oklahoma. It's the same thing every year. They're going to get. Mm-hmm. They're going to play elite talent, and they're going to try to get into shootout, and it doesn't work. If if that happens, you'll see where what the community truly thinks of these conference championship games. That is true. That because is- these will mean absolutely nothing if Georgia gets in. If that scenario plays out, but like on principle alone i wouldn't want georgia to get in but just as pure matchups and what being able to watch matchups that's kind of the ideal scenario because then you still have georgia at four and and yeah go, go on from there i get what you're saying and i i think you're right it's more the principle of the matter because georgia has lost they've won good games and they've they're a weird one because they've also because you could justify it by going they beat Notre Dame, mm-hmm. they beat Florida, they beat Auburn, and they lost to what LSU and who else, who was their other loss? Didn't they lose to somebody else? They lost somebody stupid. Didn't they lose to like South Carolina? Oh, that's right, South Carolina, which was so. If that yeah no, if they lose this game, they're out. Regardless of how they lose it. That's the problem. But I could also see the committee making the argument that, like, look, they've beaten top-tier talent. Utah, you haven't done that. Oklahoma, you really haven't done that outside of Baylor. Baylor, you've sort of done that, but not to the extent that Georgia has. They could really show that SEC boner that they have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. Um, That's an interesting conundrum that I don't. I think they will have to just on principle. I think they can't justify it, but I could also see a way where they do justify it by exactly what we just what I just said. Look at the teams Georgia has beaten and lost to compared to the teams that Oklahoma and Utah have been, and we want the best product possible because we have hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe not hundreds of millions of dollars invested into it, but we have big-time sponsorships invested in this. We need people tuning in to the best game possible. Oh, they have hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. invested in it. <laughs> think of all the players on the field, Nate. Think of all the players on the field. <laughs> think of the, think it's of for the kids. kids. It's it for the kids. For the kids, guys. <laughs> and all the education and learning it, they do, and not the shittily play. Yeah, all right. right. Obviously, nobody goes to class, but like, because they have online school. Remember. Correct. Oh. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to the car dealership, U of Clemson. No, um, Clemson, Virginia. I'm going around the board now that we've broken it up. Clemson's going to beat the shit out of Virginia. I don't even think we really need to spend much time on this. Oh. They've been averaging. I don't know if they're going to cover. I do. Because I could – well, here's the thing. They've been winning care. by an average margin of 30. Do you think Dabo gets a little nervous when they get up big and pulls the starters because they're that close to the playoffs? Oh. Could, could Virginia score on their second string? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> At all. I didn't think Virginia was going to be Virginia Tech. So I, what do I know? They did that for the first time in 15 years. True. So, 
That offensive line just, is atrocious, though. Dabo keeps talking about how he feels disrespected. I mean, he's just going to run this game up. It doesn't really matter who's in on Clemson. They're just going to run it up. Dabo is trying to kill teams. That's why I love the first quarter seven of Clemson and the first half of 17 Clemson. Because I think he's going to murder them. Mm -hmm. Wish they never played the game of football. Got off the bus. See you later, UVA. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, too. Clemson to cover. Got Glad it. we're on the same page. Before we get to the big, <laughs> the big schmacker, Cincinnati, Memphis, nine. It's at 330, 19 versus 17. <laughs> I can't pick UC on principle, but I also can't beat them because they fuck me literally every time I do. But I hate the number because I think this is going to be a super close game. The theme of the week is dog underdogs, I think. For the most part, outside of the Clemson game, outside of the Clemson game, um, <laughs> and Oklahoma, Oklahoma is the other one. <laughs> outside of those two, <laughs> like in a lot of underdogs, um, uh-huh. I I just can't pick them. So I'm just gonna pick Memphis, but it's not an official. Like I'm putting zero money on that game. There is not. I'm not putting a single unit on that game whatsoever because I hate. I hate picking that game. I get screwed regardless of who I pick in that game. Yeah, I'd lean towards Memphis, but I can't. I, it, it's it's UC Xavier week. I can't bet on Cincinnati. I can't bet on them as well as they screw me every time. When I bet on them, they screw me. When I bet against them, they screw me. I bet Memphis last week, they screw me. I bet UC in that game where they are up like 13 nothing a couple weeks ago, and all of a sudden that team, I forget what it was, came back and they won by a field goal. I got screwed there. I keep getting screwed by them left and right. I can't pick a single one of these teams. I can't win with UC. I cannot win, except for in Xavier versus UC, where Xavier will win. That is the only place I get a win when I choose. (laughs) All right. The big schmacker. All the marbles. Wisconsin-Ohio State. Would you like to go first because I feel like I've been going first a lot, or would you like me to air my take on this you game? Air, you air your take on this game. You keep going well, first. I'll build I, off it. I posed this question on Wednesday. Did Chase Young put on a uniform when he played against Michigan? Did he I show No. I didn't see him at all. I didn't hear his name called once. I didn't see him once. You know who has a pretty – a better – now, he did tear them up the first time. But are you telling me Wisconsin's offensive line isn't better than Michigan? Are you telling me Wisconsin didn't pop in that Michigan tape and go, this is exactly how, and see the apparent Achilles heel of Wisconsin or Ohio State, which is if you neutralize Chase Young and you don't cause dumb turnovers and penalties, you have a shot in the football game? You don't think they popped that one in? I think they did. I, I do too, Nate. This game. I don't think they win this game. But I think they make it an absolute sl- heavyweight slugfest fight. Lock your doors. I, call your mom. Say goodbye. It's a blood match down in the trenches. Run the ball down their throat. Neutralize Chase Young. Double him knowing that nobody else poses a threat. And see where you end up. I do think it could be a closer game than you would expect. Um we have Justin Fields with a knee brace on. You don't know how healthy he is or how mobile he is going to be either. That is also true. Now, I will say we are getting the two best. I'm not going to say two best, but 
Actually, they might be two best running backs ever. Mm. Not ever. They're so season. good, though. They are so J.K. Good. Dobbins is amazing. He, he is their good. team. He, he is, is their team. It's it's it, Justin Fields is good because of J.K. Dobbins. They could be in third and twelve, and we saw this a bunch in the Michigan game. And J.K. Dobbins would run a five-yard pass play, and he'd break it for twenty-five. A hundred. Like he just blew him. He he just blew him out every time. And the Ohio State line is great. They probably got the best guard in the country there on the right side. But they are. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, he is the story of this team, outside of Chase Young, obviously, who's having a phenomenal year. And, yeah, I did say, giving him shit for not showing up. He didn't show up in the Michigan game. And I think there is a way. I think you just – I think that is the formula going into it. You go, all right, let's double him. You guys beat us. Because the Ohio State defense sort of looked beatable when Chase Young is completely taken out of the game like Michigan did. Um, I'm with you. That offense doesn't, doesn't go – doesn't look right without J.K. Dobbins. He is the he is the engine that makes that train go. I think he deserves to be in New York more than Justin Fields. Yeah, I know, but that is where I think we're both in agreement there. Yeah, and I Taylor agree with that. Taylor on Wisconsin is obviously the engine that makes that team go, and they looked hella good against Minnesota. I did not see that coming in the snow, which they love. I don't I don't think Wisconsin has it in them to win this game, but sixteen and a half is a big number. Now, here's the other problem, though. Here's where my brain goes, Nate, you're being a moron. Is they play them close for the first half, and they then the second half comes, and Ohio State just blows the front doors off. Like, they make some form of adjustment and blow the front doors off. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, or I could see Ohio State coming in motivated to get off the field, so they blow them out in the first half, and they just sit everybody in the second half. Yeah. I like my. I think I'm more. I'm leaning way more towards the. It is going to be a blood match, super physical game, that is close. I like. I lean Wisconsin on the 16 and a half. I'm not a thousand percent on that. Like I'll tweet that pick, but I'm like 98 percent sure I'm going to take Wisconsin 16 and a half. Me too. All right. Well, that's. I'm. I'm, I'm more. I'm 100 percent sure that's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm 100% sure too. We're rolling on Wisconsin, people. Um, anything else you got uh, before we wrap this shebang up? Not much, Nate. Not much, huh. Nate. I'm excited for college basketball to get in the swing of things. We got some good games going on here. Dude, we had it? some good games going on this week. What the fuck? There's like oh. no... I mean, I don't know if it's just... That's, a, what? that's why I'm excited for it. Because oh, there's yeah. bad teams. It's no, parody. No, no. That is true. I can't – I think it's bad because, one, basketball, I think – I feel like just gets off to a slower start. Sort of like football in college. The early part of the season is always the worst part. Teams are just not jiving as much. I can't tell if it's bad basketball or if it's just more evenly distributed talent basketball this year. Like there's no one team that's just freakishly loaded, I feel like, that is the number one overwhelming favorite. I feel like it's all pretty evenly distributed this year, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. It is. Sense. Well, it's pretty evenly distributed bad basketball. Right. It's like a mixture. <laughs> it blended the two, essentially. They threw it into the blender and said, this is what you're eating for dinner. Yeah, Nike said, this guy's going here, this guy's going there. <laughs> Adidas <laughs> came in and said the same thing. Let's move him around. Let's put one at Louisville, one at Kansas. You know? At Memphis. I mean, oh. Penny Hardway talk- said we're putting everybody at Memphis. 
<laughs> have you ever seen that before? A college coach get caught for being the booster? No. Not that, me. <laughs> that would be a first. But, I mean, they kind of gave up. Well, yes, they did is. say that. They said Penny Hardaway, I thought. No. Yes. No, I know they said Didn't that. Didn't Penny Hardaway move James yes. Wiseman's parents to Memphis? Yes. That's yes. a booster. Right. I get that. That's not the part of going <laughs> I should have gotten to this point a little quicker. I'm saying I think NCAA gave up the game that they are fully aware and okay with players getting paid because they find the kid. The kid who can apparently make no money whatsoever, they told him he has to pay them <laughs> money. Speaking of that, Chase Young, oh. paying back a loan that he owed, Out. where does he get the money? And then shows up in like a two $5,000 suit. Dude, it's – the game has been given up this year. The, NCAA, the suit that he wore to that game right after he had to pay back that fine after the suspension was over? Are you joking me? Look, the NCAA has fallen asleep at the wheel in their charades game of trying to be like, no, players don't get paid, when we all know they do. They gave it up this year. They gave up the game. At this point, just let's call it what it is, an ace and ace, and let's start paying players. Because you already gave it up. You gave it up. It's game, set, match. <laughs> Yeah, require somebody that doesn't have any money to pay back a loan. Yeah, or pay it, what was it, like $11,000 fine or whatever that was? What was that fine for? Oh, I don't remember the James Wiseman fine. Yeah. ton of money, though. It was like, what? Like, how is that even, how are you able to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Require a kid who accepted money to pay back money that he doesn't have, that he spent. Right, and you don't and, allow him to legally make. <laughs> huh. huh. Yeah. Odd. No source of income. Weird. Odd. It was Crazy. 11500 Crazy. The other thing, too, I saw a stat that Tua is worth more money now than he would be in the NFL because of his target audience, like on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, it's probably true. Hell, do you it's, I mean, that's, that's where the money is, the market to – to college kids so that I'm you have sure a lifetime. Had, I'm also sure he had insurance on that. I he, <laughs> I've read something weird that he didn't. Oh, well, that was dumb. That they really messed up on that one. Uh, you think? <laughs> oh. like, what are we, living in the Stone Age now? Like, come on. That's been a thing for years. All right. We got to wrap this up. Any final thoughts before we go? Any final I think you just heard my final thoughts. So no oh. final, final thoughts. That's it. We're going to not get shittily football this weekend. So, hey, hey. It is a sad one, though. It is the last weekend of wall-to-wall college football, which is – It is. Well, that's not true because we have bowl season, regular season. Then we get bowl season, which gives us our last bit of fix before the New Year's games. And then it's off to the races. sure is. It's almost closing time. It's sad. But all right. Not yet. We fight another day. As always. It's closing time for us. That is true. Peace. Peace.